0: Hi, welcome back to the makeup artist Chronicle podcast, or welcome if you're new here. I am Julia. I am the host of this podcast. I am a pro makeup artist, and I have some pretty cool conversations on this program. But today's it really blew me away. Um, I have an amazing guest. Dita Massey is a pro artist in the TV and film space. She's been in the game for almost two decades. And we really got down to, one, what is it like to switch careers? So she started out in law. She went to law school. She did a whole, she had a whole other life. And then she was like, no, makeup is what I want to do. And I know that a lot of you listening have this dream of being an artist or being a creative and doing that for your job instead of maybe whatever it is you're doing right now and you're like oh I don't know should I do the leap what should I do what advice do you have so Dita is an amazing resource for that we talk about how she got to where she is how she ended up being key makeup artist on all seven seasons of Chicago Fire how she's worked with incredible celebrities in Hollywood and now that she is launching her own product line we also talked about what it was like to go into product development she sources this amazing plant from africa to create this botanic custom made to order uh, not custom sorry botanic made to order totally clean and amazing uh lip product lip color so it is an amazing conversation i know i'm using the word amazing a lot but it's so true it's such a beautiful conversation we get into spirituality we get into you know second acts or you know pivots all of these things we talk about fear and what it's like to feel fear about taking a chance on something we really want to do and how to move past that fear or how to confront that fear and stick around to the end because Dita leaves us all with a beautiful beautiful affirmation that we can all use to to live by and to pursue our dreams in the face of fear or in the face of challenges. This one got me in full body chills, and I really, really hope that you enjoy it. I hope you find Dita as inspirational as I have. I hope you take some lessons or some hope from this conversation. And I hope that you know that whatever you want to do in this life, you can. And I believe in you. And I know Dita believes in you. And sometimes it's about taking that first step. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Dita Massey here on the Makeup Artist Chronicle podcast. Launch right in! Yay! Welcome! Thank you for being here, Dita. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I I was fangirling about you off air, so (laughs) now I want to bring you into the forefront, introduce you to my listeners, because you are a force. I don't know if you'll say that, I'll say it for you. You are a force. Oh, And I love... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love everything that you've done and I want to learn more. So okay. I think, why don't we start at the beginning? Because I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are people who maybe are working corporate jobs or are in a cubicle yeah. or are doing something that is, you know, a little more traditional and they want to become makeup artists or they want to get on a set. And I know you have a background that is in law. Yes. And then you made this pivot. So can you kind of start there, start at the beginning? (laughs) What was your motivation? Um, And then also, you know, like share it, like if be as real as you can share your your story, what you learned along the way.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) That's a very good question. And I think that's a great um, starting point to learn about the journey and how I, you know, that was a big you know, jump or leap of faith, I like to call it from law to makeup, so um, I was always interested and fascinated with law because my grandfather was a judge here in Chicago, so he did a lot of wow. malpractice and civil procedure workman's comp cases. Here in Chicago. And so I was always fascinated when my grandma, grandfather would come out in his robe and, you know, he stood in so much power and he, you know, so I was just like, I want to be a prosecutor. And he was like, yes. <laughs> so my <laughs> grandfather was my mentor, one of my mentors, and he groomed me in law. And so at wow. 14 years old, I was working in a medical malpractice law firm um, as a file clerk. And when um, I would come home from awesome. college in the summers, I would work as a file clerk with them and just learn the field of law. And it was so fascinating. And so um, from there, I went to civil. Pro- um, I went to Loyola School of Law, and I studied wow. child and family law at Loyola here in Chicago, and I loved it. I love child and family law. And then from there, when I graduated, I started working as a paralegal for the. Um, office of public guardians here Cook county office of public guardian as a paralegal advocating for abuse and neglected children and i love um, that too um but that work can be you know um it can be kind of daunting and you know kind of heartbreaking but i still yeah. love the fact that i was you know helping um to change someone's life or a part of that process i should say and um I realized that I did not want to do this for the rest of my life because it was so monotonous. It was so mundane, although I loved it and I wanted to be a part of it. And that's how I started my nonprofit. And we'll get to that. But I didn't want to be that attorney that came in or paralegal every day, bogged down with cases and things like that. So I wanted something more adventurous. Mm -hmm. So I just started to branch out into makeup. I always loved makeup as a little girl. And I was just like, this seems like something that's adventurous that'll take me down different paths. (laughs) So I started a makeup counter. (laughs) So while I was in law school, the days I didn't have class, I would work at the makeup counter at Saks Fifth on Michigan Avenue. And I started, my first counter was Bobby Brown. And they were looking at me like I was crazy because they were like, look, you have a promising career. You have benefits. You have all of this. Why do you want to be a makeup artist? And I was like, I just want to be, I think it's fun. And they was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I am. Just give me the brushes. So uh, a <laughs> friend at the time, he went down to the basement. He said, do you have any makeup brushes? I said, I don't. So he went to the basement of Saxon Sax Fifth, the department store, yeah. came up with Bobby Brown brushes. And those were my first set of brushes. And I've been I've been gone ever since, but I loved it. And so I began to network. I began to research more about the world of makeup and how to create a career. And so I took a class um, called Set the Pace. It was by Crystal Wright. She was out of L.A. And I took that class. She was coming to Chicago at the time, and I took her class. I took one class at Columbia College just to learn about Mm You know because I wanted to do TV and film, and so because you, they, there's bridal, there's editorial, there's um, yeah. TV and film, there's um, what else? It's just so many different compartments or you know, genres of makeup that you can, yes. career out of, and so I thought that was good. I started doing bridals, you know, brides, I should mm-hmm. say, I started an editorial um so that's where i started in commercial that's another um, component and i i loved it and that's how i became um and then i went to fashion new york fashion week so i worked in all of it because i feel like it's made me the makeup artist i am today and i'll explain later why that's important but um i quit my job after five years working advocating for abuse and neglected children I um, rented my condo to my friend, a girlfriend of mine. I shipped my car to Los Angeles. And one of the things that stood out in that class from Set the Pace was relocation. That was a word that was on the paper. And it just spoke to me. And I was like, relocation? I'm like, so I can't make a career in Chicago? Sure you can. But Mm -hmm. it was something about L.A. at that time. And I moved to L.A. in 2002. I started doing makeup in 1998. And so I moved to L.A., Didn't know anyone, knew of people, but didn't really know anyone. I had family there and I created my own career. It's just, I, sometimes I'm fascinated by it. Like at the time I moved, music videos were still being shot. Aaliyah was still alive. And I was doing all these kind of videos with, um, pairing up with other hairstylists and other makeup artists, you know, assisting them, but that's just how it goes. You just got to get out there and do it. But I did quit my job. Now, I'm not telling everyone to quit their job. <laughs> I had a plan. Right. Um, But I think I had enough information to know that I would succeed in being a makeup artist. And so I took the leap of faith. And 25 years later, here I am.
0: Were you... Did you have moments of fear? I feel like that may be a silly question.
1: No, it's not. It's not.
0: If you did, like, how did you... I feel like sometimes we get paralyzed by fear, but it seems right. like you took that leap of faith. You moved through it. So if you can recall moments where you felt that fear, if you did. Yeah, I did. I how did, did, you, how <laughs> did you move through it? What advice do you have for, for that?
1: That's a great question. Um, I had a lot of fear because you just, it's the unknown. You know what I mean? You just don't yeah. know. But there's also this burning fire inside of you, like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that burning fire is what keeps you like, okay, there is some type of light or gold at the end of the rainbow. So I'm going to keep going until I reach that end of the rainbow to that, you know, because You know, it never, that light of that fire in me, it never died. It was like, keep going, keep going, and go through that door, and go through that door, and get to know that person. You know what I mean? And so, of course, I was afraid, but yet I was so driven. I was so ambitious. And not to be a celebrity makeup artist. I never never moved to L.A. I think that's an oversaturated term. But I never moved Mm -hmm. to L.A. to become a celebrity makeup artist. I moved because I wanted to work in TV and film. And I felt that... Hollywood had more opportunities to work in TV and film than Chicago at that time. And so unbeknownst to me, I moved back home and Hollywood has come to Chicago. But at that time, that's what was happening in Hollywood. And so I felt that I needed to be there in order to be a part of those opportunities or to create those opportunities. So yeah, there was fear. I had a lot of prayer, A lot of affirmations, a lot of posties. I had a lot of these all around my mirror. (laughs) They were everywhere in my room in Los Angeles. (laughs) And it would just help me to speak life into the dream. You know what I mean? Sometimes we just have to speak it out into the atmosphere, you know, for us, for for the atmosphere to grab those words of affirmation, of positivity, and for you to believe that you can still keep going. And it's something great in it for you yeah so yes. I mean, yeah, a lot of prayer a lot of affirmation a lot of tea at um what's my spot in LA I can't think of it. Earth Cafe a lot of nights under the heat lamp uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> with yep. great people, yep. conversations you know so sometimes you just need to hash some things out that's happening in your head because you're just not sure <laughs> but yes. um it was really great it really was but of course there was a lot of fear and um You know, if I can be completely transparent, I I did experience a moment where I was having um, panic attacks. I was having anxiety attacks really bad to the point where I had to be put on medication because Mm -hmm. the unknown had got to me so bad because I was just like, you know, you're you're out here in unknown land. (laughs) You don't know Mm -hmm. where your next pay is coming from, you know, and I get it. Some people like to feel comfortable and be comfortable, but great things never come from comfort zones. And great things have happened in my career as a makeup artist and none of that. And I've met some great people and none of that would have been possible had I not stepped out and followed my dreams. Yes. And so that's what I tell people great things never, ever come from comfort zones. You have to get uncomfortable. And so I got uncomfortable and, you know, it wasn't easy, you know, but I did it. And here I am today. <laughs>
0: And here you are working film and TV. You did. You yes. do. Yes.
1: Yes. <sighs> and so, you know, years later, who knew Chicago would have, um, this, this, I, I, I don't, metropolis of Hollywood, you know what I mean? That's a of. Yes. and so, um, I think I moved back home in 2012 and I got into the local union, motion picture union here in Chicago, and again, nothing was happening. But right around that bend of me getting into the union, Divergent was coming to Chicago, the film Divergent.
0: Oh, wow. And yeah.
1: I got a call to work in background, just fine, you know? And that was my first feature. That was my first film. And wow. I as a background makeup artist because it was such a huge cast, it was such a huge film, it was so many background people. So I did that. Mm-hmm. Um and then the ball just kept rolling, the projects kept coming into Chicago and the ball just kept rolling, girl. It just kept rolling and I was yes. like, all effect. And now here we are, you know. Yes. And so you know, after that, I was um, asked to, you know, you your name, you network. Uh, of, co- of course, mm-hmm. in this industry, it's so important to network and to be open. And so I was at a union meeting and I met the department head of Chicago Fire at the time. And I introduced myself Mm -hmm. and I would text her every now and then, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm available if you need some help. And that availability turned into years later, seven seasons of me working Chicago Fire and being a key makeup artist.
0: I just got (laughs) chills. I got goosebumps up and down my body. Yes. I mean, it's. I hear so many of these stories and from different creatives in different spaces that say, you know, it's the tenacity. It's the, I have such a love for this. I have to keep going. It's something about it fuels me. Yes. And then all you need is that one one moment, that one job or that one relationship. Yes. And then it's a tipping point
1: it's a tipping point. It, it really is. It really is. And again, it goes back to being open. You got to be open. You know what I mean? You got to yeah. meet with people like we're meeting right now. We never know what, yes. what where, where it may go. You know what I'm saying? You have to be open to meeting new people, you know, and yes. I believe uh, likes attract. And one of the things I prayed before I went to Los Angeles because I heard so many horror stories, you know, and people mm-hmm. try to project their fears and their, their stories onto you. You have to be careful with that very much that comes with growth and maturity. And yeah. so, um, I said, well, you know, that was their experience because everybody doesn't tell the whole story. <laughs> but one of my yes. things <laughs> that I said, I said, you know, I asked God, I said, "Let me meet people who know you and love you so that they won they, they will love me and accept me." Yeah. And he did just that. It was amazing. I have some of the greatest divine relationships both professionally and personally because just simply because of that from LA. I mean, uh-huh. it's real. Yeah. And one of those relationships in Los Angeles led to my um nonprofit in Africa. Like I met her on my journey being a makeup artist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So that's like being open and using, yes. you know, your common sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that nonprofit. So my nonprofit is called Real
1: Beauty. Um, it's a 501c3 here in Chicago. We are 16 years. will be 17 years next year and 11 years and I think 12 years, I'm sorry, in Africa, in Mwanza, Tanzania. And so... Um, what we did, we have a 14-week curriculum that we translated in Swahili. And that same curriculum that's inside that we imparted in Chicago public schools here in Chicago, we took to the Uzima Center in Mwanza, Tanzania. And so we would um, have sleepovers with the girls here in Chicago and they would... Um, They would um, video chat with the girls in Africa because culturally there are some barriers. There are some differences with self-esteem, with self-confidence. And uh, we wanted them to learn, you know, that particular language as it relates culturally to how they're different, but yet alike. And so that has been one of the greatest joys and achievements I have had is to... um, start a program in Africa. And in in Swahili, it's Yuzuri Wa which means real beauty in English. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) What led you to to begin that?
1: Well, um, a friend that I met again along my journey in Los Angeles, um... She was moving to Orlando and she she wanted to stay in connection with me about the nonprofit about my organization and help. And she was asking me, um, you know, what could she do? And she said, What do, what do you see real beauty in five to ten years? You know, that's the question that everyone asks. And I said, I mm-hmm. see it in Africa. She was like, Oh, that's awesome. You know someone there? I said, No, I don't. And she was like, What? And she laughed. She said, Dina, you are such a dreamer. Like, I love you, visionary. <laughs> And I was like, no, I don't. And she was like, let me make some calls. I was like, okay. And she was like, my husband's in-laws are from Zanzibar. Wow. Now, fast forward, the, the plant that's in my product, Bixa, is from is in Zanzibar. That's why I found it. So she was like, let me make some calls. She made some calls. And it just so happened the person happened to be in Indiana. So he met with me and I sent back some t-shirts and some hygienic products to the girls over in using the center and some non-disclosure agreements. Cause that attorney girl is still up of me. Cause yep. I wanted my program and I sent the curriculum by him and they executed the entire program. And now we are like a family.
0: Yes. That's amazing. Isn't it? That something? That's- I don't know. <laughs> It it is amazing. But I think it goes back to what you were saying about being open. And also, you know, having prayed for what you prayed for moving to L.A. What I'm finding is I also have really bad anxiety and I struggle with panic attacks. And a lot of that comes from, you know, the unknown and needing to control the output or needing to control what's going to happen next or thinking a few steps ahead in a very like getting lost in the weeds of it not necessarily dreaming or manifesting but being like okay this is the next step and if i don't put my social media post up at 8 a.m then this will happen and this will go wrong and it's so easy to get Uh, lost in that headspace.
1: it it is
0: and what what i'm learning that you know that you spoke to is when you surrender to your faith, whatever that is for whomever yes. is listening.
1: Yes. And yes. you
0: believe that there is a, a cosmic safety net for you to fall into.
1: Yes, yes. And you just
0: move in the direction of, like, I want to meet these people. I want to create yes. art. I want to help these people. Then things just start, the more you let go, things just start happening. And that's a key word. You said surrender.
1: You yeah. just got to let it go. You got to let it go and trust, no. you know, yourself and trust, you know, trust God and, and just yeah. let it go. You know what I mean? And we are, you know, coming from a world where I worked, you know, every day and knew where paycheck was coming, knew when it was going to no. hit my account. You know what I mean? That's no. hard to give up. That's courageous. You know what I mean? Yeah. To so follow your dreams. But that's the gift that's in all of us. You know what I mean? And that's the purpose that lies in all of us. So you have a gift, you have a purpose and that Mm -hmm. purpose is tied to our creator. You know what I mean? So it's inevitable not to do what you were created to do. Yeah, (laughs) you just gotta be open to it. Yeah, that's it. Open to receive. Yeah, yeah. And you have to tap into it. And so I thought it was law and I still love law. You know what I mean? But it was something the opportunities that have unfolded for me for makeup as a makeup artist never unfolded for me. <laughs> and uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just didn't, you know? Yeah. It just didn't. It was just like, I mean, I was changing lives and impacting lives, but yeah, I I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it was different. It was, it's just different.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you, I'm thinking of how to phrase this question, but do you, still have moments or can you think of moments that you've had where you were trying to maybe force or you were close to, closed off to listening or receiving? And if oh, yeah. so, how did you... Okay. How did you like <laughs> switch your awareness? How did you... What... Do you have any tools in your arsenal or any tidbits that you can recommend, whether for our listeners or, you know, me selfishly asking this question, but like... <laughs> If for someone that's lost in the weeds of like what I'm I'm nervous. What do I do next? What's happening? What advice do you have for kind of bringing yourself out of that headspace?
1: Um, I'm, that's a good question because I actually moved to Los Angeles twice, mm. <laughs> and um, the first time it was divinely orchestrated. Um, okay. The second time I I I went back and I kind of missed my window of opportunity because I was in a relationship and I moved back home for the wrong reasons and I should have stayed on that path. So those opportunities that were happening at that time, they had gone. And so I was trying to fit back in, you know what I mean? And yeah. it wasn't working. And so I had to make up in my mind to go back home, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you stepped out of, it's almost like you step out of line and you missed your place, Yeah. you know what I mean, too soon. And so yeah. that's what happened. I stepped out of line and I missed my place too soon. But, you know, g- thankfully, because again, we're all, we have a gift and we're created, you know, to give that gift, you know, to the world, it mm-hmm. caught back up to me when I stepped out of line, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of it's like yeah. a 360 moment. It came back around to me when I was ready and open to receive it. And so yes. I came home and I was like, "Okay, I'm back. Now what?" <laughs> you know. And so I began to work at the theater. A friend um, you know, told me about a girl who was working at the theater as a makeup artist and she said, "Hey, you know, we we need some extra hands." And so I worked in Chicago at the Lyric Opera House. And so wow. that is where unbeknownst to me at that time where I met all the department heads today were at the Lyric Opera House. Because again, the work wasn't here in Chicago. So everybody was working in theater and all the women who are department heads on major shows, like on the one Chicago shows or on um, some other shows, they all were at the Lyric Opera House. And so I was able to network with those women. And when those opportunities came up, I was in their arsenal. They was like, Oh, you, you're available. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's just
0: how it happened.
1: So it was like the
0: universe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta, you gotta be, you know, kind of keenly connected. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Connected to it or you'll miss it because I -hmm. left Los Angeles to pursue a, a relationship here in Chicago at the time, one of the greatest opportunities was happening. I was the uh, one of one of nine artists chosen to work Legends Ball in Santa Barbara with Oprah Winfrey, right, and that's right. when the opportunity had came, and that was the turning point of my career in L.A. But I didn't know that I was my my mind was in Chicago with this man mm-hmm. and going home and see what that was. And I jumped out of line. I jumped out of place too soon, mm-hmm. and I should have stayed in L.A. But yeah, you know, thankfully everything full circle came back around. Yes, world turns. You know what I mean? It just comes back around because that desire is still here. It was still there. It never left. You know what I mean? And so because of that desire, it was still honored,
0: you know? Yes. Yeah, the universe was like, all right, I see you needing to do this other thing, needing to maybe learn this lesson over here. I'm going to wait until you summon me again and then i'll be like okay here we go let's realign
1: right and isn't that how life is it's like we have to bump our head hit, yes. <laughs> hit our hit our foot against the wall a couple of times Ooh, and yes. you know we come right back to the purpose for which we were created for you yes. know what i mean because that desire yes still has-
0: yeah.
1: yeah yep i love so that, that- how it happened. And I ended up back in Chicago and I started working with my nonprofit. And so um, I was getting contracts with Chicago Public Schools, implementing um, Real Beauty, the curriculum, into schools. And so I started working with girls all over the city. And at the time I had 14 schools. So I was driving back and forth, my girlfriend and I, you know, doing the programs during the day at after school. Yeah. And it was so rewarding. And then the opportunity with Chicago Fire came. She was, I was, She texted me and said, hey, are you available? Because I wasn't pursuing it because I was doing my nonprofit Mm -hmm. work. It was weird. But they were like, yeah, we need some help over here. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then as I got more into that and seeing that world, I kind of switched gears and was like, I'm going into TV and film because I moved to LA initially to do TV and film and that desire never left and God knew it. And so he honored it on the other side. Yes. Oh, that's so
0: beautiful. That's yeah. so beautiful. Oh. So Not was now. it with real beauty in Africa that you then, you were saying you found Bixa, which is the plant plant that yes. you put in your product, Bix of yes. Beauty. What, did you already have a, oh, I'm going to make a product. Did you have that in mind already? Or is that something that kind of through your travels, you were like, oh, here's an idea. Okay. Right, right, right. No, you know, I always wanted a cosmetic
1: line. And um, I had actually partnered mm-hmm. with a girlfriend at the time. We were going to do a line called About Face. And then we did some trademarking research and then it was taken. And it would just seem like it was so arduous. It was like every turn we took, it was hard. And then I knew I didn't want to do private label. I wanted to do something custom. I just didn't know what that looked like. Money was an issue. It takes a lot of money to get a chemist and get somebody. And I was like, okay, this is just becoming too much. And so I kind of dropped the idea, but I always had like a little workbook, you know, full of all these ideas, but I was just like, okay, this may or may not happen. Let me shift, you know? And that's good too. That's good too. To write down what you, because those are desires too. Those are dreams too. And so, mm-hmm. um, on my visit to see my girls in in Africa, we just visited Zanzibar. I wanted to go to Zanzibar, so incredibly beautiful. And we took a boat across the Indian Ocean to Zanzibar from Dar es Salaam, which is not far. And we explored Zanzibar. They have a spice farm with every spice mm-hmm. that you think of comes not mm-hmm. from there, but it comes from the earth in Africa. So it has sent. They tell you where cinnamon comes from, nutmeg and pepper and I mean all of this stuff coconut and I was like this is intriguing and so I ran across on my website you'll see the story of Bixa um a young man he just he didn't know I was a makeup artist he just opened this plant and he just put it on his lips and he was like this is called the lipstick plant and I was like really and he was like yeah don't you like it I said I love it and it was like I had an aha moment in the spice farm. But I was like, how in the heck am I going to get this plant to the United States imports, you know, all that customs and stuff. Yeah, Like, so I kind of just left the idea alone, but it kept coming up that burning, you know, that feeling. And I was like, "Uh, okay, how do I get this plant over here? And so a friend, I was telling her who's from Ghana, who's here in Chicago. And She said, let me have you meet with a friend who's from Ghana. I think he's from Ghana in Africa, but he knows like all this stuff. And so I reached out to him and we had a meeting and he was like, why don't you just Google or go on YouTube, not YouTube, on eBay or something, he said, and see if you can get the plant. Long story short, I got the plant. Yes. And he made some calls. And we took the plant and we created Bixa from the seeds. Yeah. In the base.
0: I know I, I, every time that's I That's amazing open Why yeah. is it the lipstick plant?
1: Um, Because in Africa the, or in, in Indians too because it's also native to South America to Africa mm-hmm. and um, yeah South America and Africa so in South America they would take the plant open it up and they would use it as tribal colors and the women would use it as lipstick so wow. that's why it's the
0: lipstick plant Yeah that amazing. amazing and that's so
1: phenomenal and so that's what I did I we created 12 colors and then we have two for the fall from this plant with other natural um, ingredients as well yeah oh
0: man. yeah and they're all
1: made to order I saw right yeah so it's all made to order because we hand make them um and so you know we don't have a full lab yet like Mac. <laughs> So we're in the lab making them with the chemists. She, She's the one who came up, um, our chemists, with the formula. Um, I'm the one who, of course, tested and everything as a makeup artist. I know how I want it to feel, how I want it to look. And so that's helpful, <laughs> you know, as a makeup artist. Yes. And um, that's how Bixa was created. So we started, we created Bixa in 2016. That's when we started talking about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And here we are. I love that. I love it because I feel like, you know, it's such a huge industry, right? The beauty product industry. And there's so many products and they're always coming out. There's always new products and there's, you know, a lot of waste And I was recently on someone else's podcast and they asked me, they're like, you know, the holidays are coming. How do you feel about all these like sets and holiday sets? And and I'm like, there's too much. Like I understand from a business perspective, it's very similar to what's happening in fashion, right? Like the fast fashion, like a lot of production, a lot of waste, affordable, obviously. Right. But, you know, then you have these beautiful artisanal, slower things. Thoughtful yes. products. Yes. I don't yes. Like this. This is it. This is where yes. we should be focusing. Like cut Focus. through the noise.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, cut through the noise. That's right. That's right. This is where and you know what? Even during the pandemic, during COVID, the beauty mm-hmm. industry didn't take a hit at all. Because they were doing yep. we were doing platforms like this. So everyone still wanted to feel beautiful, look beautiful because of what was happening on the outside. You know, it was yes. so much happening on the outside world with COVID and, you know, so much was happening. People were getting depressed. You know, it was just a mess. People, You know, people were buying, the beauty industry was still booming, <laughs> you know, lipsticks and everything, you know, even with the mask, mm-hmm. mandate, you know, people were like, we need to still feel beautiful. We need to hold on to some type of um, something that makes us feel normal. You know what I mean?
0: And so
1: that's one of the things that I I noticed that that didn't change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's why I love beauty and I love makeup and why I do this because Mm -hmm. it's not just how you look. It's how it affects how you feel, your self-esteem, your attitude. Yes. It's all connected, right?
1: It's all connected. Yes.
0: Yeah. Which is why I love. That, Bixa, that the lip colors of Bixa Beauty they're just so full of life like oh, they just you. Vib- like you know what vibrant yes like yes you know what I do have a bunch of chores I have to do around the house and laundry and dish- dishes and all that but what if I put on this bright red lip just because and all of yeah. a sudden you feel so much feel better, better you know yeah. Yeah. yes
1: that's so true that's so true and our colors are very vibrant you know what i mean and actually yeah. when we were doing the prototypes we i didn't realize it even want you know i didn't think for it i didn't create it to be vibrant but it just came out that way because the plant is so vibrant the plant is like a stain the plant um it, it's no way around it it's no subtle color cuz everyone's like you know do can you make a nude and i'm like i can <laughs> the plant you know what I mean? Because as a makeup artist, you know color theory, right? So, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, you know, the plant is red and red can make fuchsia and red can make pink and purple. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm like, it can't... Okay, that's going to be... You know what I mean? So, that's going to, you know, come down to
0: a bomb or something
1: <laughs> because yeah. it's so vibrant. It's the plant itself that made the colors so vibrant.
0: Yes. Yeah. Do Do you think you're going to expand it to not only be lip color you know a okay.
1: tribal paint <laughs> right you know what I've, I've thought about um I thought about some things um mm-hmm. I thought about blushes um mm-hmm. because you can make a lot of things from this plant um I don't know I kind of want it to be a a beauty line like I wanted to do I want to do an elixir next like Ooh. for like like perfumey or something like that from it. So that's what I'm working on um, for the winter fall. I mean, for the winter, for spring or something. Like some type of... Cause oh, I I'm love a, that. A, I'm a beauty girl. Like I go into Ulta and mm-hmm. lose my mind. Have you ever been in there and tried to go get like... Or even <laughs> Namie's or Nigel's to get one thing and you come out with a basket
0: overflowing no. with items? Yeah. Yeah, you don't go in there for just the one thing. Right. You go in there. You don't even like... You go in there and it tells you, they will mm-hmm. tell you what you need yes. to buy. Even yes. when I do like an in-store pickup like or mm-hmm. or whatever, I, I'll always do in-store. I never do curbside. I go in and then I'm like, oh, wait, what's this over here? Well, you know, I'll just browse. Like it's, 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 crazy. it's, it's so crazy. I love that. I <laughs> love that. And elixir. That's like, that's just like sensual and amazing yes. and luxurious. Like, cause scent is tied to memory it's tied to self-esteem experience yeah absolutely absolutely.
1: absolutely it's an experience I know. It's not, that's what happens with me and so bixa encompasses beauty everything beautiful yes. you know what i mean So that's why i want to create things that outside of the whole you know just for makeup you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, and i don't want to create candles or anything like that um but just anything that makes us feel beautiful, smell beautiful, look beautiful. Yes. You know. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Ooh, so, I'm just like I'm just like picturing like this like amazing like yeah. fragranced body oil. This is what happens. Yeah. People come on and I just pitch them ideas that they have no like whether or not they ask. I'm just like this is what I see. Here you this go. Here you go.
1: <laughs> love it I love it I love it I'm here for it I'm here
0: for it I also I also really want to talk about um Mm -hmm. the like promo materials for Bixa or the imagery associated with it because it is rooted in the African culture and it is like the models are gorgeous and the colors and the, the hair wraps and I'm I'm just like stunned and I don't even know if I have a question or if you want to speak more to how like that was the culture informs the art or what but I just need to tell you it's beautiful listeners I'll link it in the show notes you have to check out not only the brand and you know support the brand but also just this these beautiful kind of um editorials
1: yeah so um, because the flower, for, for me, um, I, I, it was founded, for me, I found it in Zanzibar. You know, I know it's native mm-hmm. to South Africa as well, but for me, I found it in Africa. And so mm-hmm. um, our tagline is where beauty and culture meet. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what happened. Beauty and culture—it's it rooted in the in in the in, in Africa and in, in the culture in Africa, and so we intend to expand on that. And so we just want to show the beauty of Africa, the beauty of yes. um, this beautiful plant and that comes from the earth in Africa, and how it, it 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 creates this synergy and this energy of beautiful women of all colors, of all colors. Yes. And so, um, you know, that's, that's what Bixa is. And it's, it's, it's where beauty and culture meet, you know, in terms of, um, from the head raps to the music, to everything that encompasses Africa. It, that's, that's yeah. what I wanted to, you know, um, that's what I wanted to showcase most and promote most is, is the culture in Africa And, um, the one thing about Bixa is that you can wear a color and it'll look completely different on you than it did on someone else. You know what I'm saying? So I try to put up in in Instagram pictures of women wearing it and they're like, oh my God, it looks gorgeous on her, but it looks different on me. And and I'm telling you, it goes back. That's the plant girl. The plant is doing it, (laughs) but that's just plant knows. Yeah, the plant knows that's because Africa is the mother of civilization. And that's just yeah. everything and everyone comes. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just to get back to yes. the roots of it and to show the beauty of it. How beautiful, you know, this plant is to this culture and what we're creating yes. from it. And the packaging was created by a friend of mine. Her name is Pashi. She is the the designer behind the packaging. And so when she created the logo, um, Bixa, you know, uh, so friends and I, we thought about the name. It was like, and uh, one of my girlfriends who was um, a marketing scholar, she was just like, just name it Bixa And I was like, yeah. She was like, just name it after the plant. And so yeah. Pashi, um, she just took the flower, the way the flower is is, is um, looks, and she just made the logo from that. And we just kept it sleek and black and gold mm-hmm. and red. And that's it.
0: Yeah. 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 It feels yeah. very luxe. Shout out Pashi, did an amazing job.
1: Oh, that was, yes, yeah, she did. She did. She nailed it. She nailed it. Yep.
0: <laughs> I love it. So, where can the people follow Shopixa, follow you? Let the people know. So Bixa is on
1: Instagram. It's at Bixa, B-I-X-A, beauty. Bixa beauty. It's on Facebook, Bixa beauty. that's with an X, -X B-I-X-A, beauty. Um, I'm on Facebook. It's Dita Massey. I'm on Instagram. It's Dita Massey. Um, My nonprofit is real. It's spelled like a movie reel, R-E-E-L. That's because I work um, as a makeup artist in TV and film. So I named it R-E-E-L, real beauty. Um, and then Bixa, um, website is www.bixabeauty.com. I learn more about amazing. it. The story is on there. Um, you know, how I was introduced to this wonderful plant and it's just an amazing story. So I hope to get more, you know, interviews like this because I love to talk about it, you know, and inspire you people like yourself and others that, you know, dreams do come true. And all of this is connected. We're all connected in some kind of way. You know what I mean? Yes. are connected.
0: And so that's just so important.
1: Identifying that we know and embrace it. That's what I want to embrace it. Yes. 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 Be
0: open to receiving, identify. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: One last question before I let you go. Thank you so much for your time. Um, You mentioned that you had a lot of posties. You had a lot of affirmations. I know affirmations can be very personal but yes. if you had one affirmation that maybe the listeners could take with them to repeat to themselves as they go on their own journeys, oh do you happen to have one you could share?
1: Absolutely. Let me think. Oh, my God. You have such <laughs> good questions, Julia. <laughs> I love this interview. Um, I just want everyone to thrive. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Let's see. Oh, here's one. I am here... To not only exist but to live and thrive. So that's one. I'm not here just to exist. I'm here to live and thrive.
0: Yeah, that's an I'm affirmation. I'm not here just to exist. I'm here to live and thrive. That's yes. I gotta that's go. One. I I gotta hop off this this conversation. <laughs> I gotta go. Cry tears of just like. <laughs> joy and and oneness and amazingness thank you so much Gita. you are a light in this space and in this world and i'm so thank grateful you. that i got to talk to you and share you with my audience
1: thank you julia thank you for this this time you know you could have anyone on here, but you chose to have me. And that really means a lot to me that I can share my dreams, my hopes, my desires, my, and be an inspiration and a light to others in this creative space.
0: So thank you. I really appreciate it. You <laughs> are you. an inspiration and a light.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope to, we'll, we'll, we'll see each other soon and talk. Cause we're in the same space, creative space. We're
0: makeup artists. <laughs> oh, we're friends now.
1: That's, That's right. It. That's yes, all that we're better. friends now that's
0: even yeah. better. <laughs> Whatever you need, you let me know. Again, we're I'm here following. to live and thrive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all, I got to be honest with you. I've started doing video podcasting. I mean, I always, I d- used Zoom before and I would see the person I was talking to, but we wouldn't use any of the video content. And now I'm using another program where I can see the person. We're going to throw video up on the YouTube channel, the Makeup Artist Chronicle YouTube channel. I'll link it in the show notes so you know where to go to see that. But I just keep catching glances of myself and my hair in the mirror. And I'm like, okay, this hair, we got to do something with it. But that's beside the point. The point is, I, I mean, the point is I'm happy you're here. And I really, really hope that you loved that conversation with Dita. I mean, how she is just a sparkly human. You know how sometimes you just meet meet these people that just have this lightness and this sparkle about them and you know that they want you to succeed and their success is built on other people's successes in a very, you know, rising tide lifts all boats sort of way. It's coming from a place of abundance instead of scarcity, which is what we talked about But yeah, no, she's incredible. I really hope you follow her on Instagram. I really hope that you, you know, reach out to her. She really is incredibly open if you want some advice. I mean, I don't know if she's going to want me to say this. I feel like she won't mind. But yeah, if you want some advice or if you just want to talk more about Bixa or anything at all, I mean, she's such a light in this world. I am so grateful I got the chance to meet her, to talk to her, and to get so deep with her. (sighs) Ah... Let's go forward. Let's live. Let's thrive. Let's make our dreams come true. And if there is anything I can do to help you make your dreams come true, please reach out to me. DM me on Instagram at MUA Chronicle. Call the hotline. 877-THE-M-U-A-C-T-H-E-M-U-A-C. You know, even if you leave me a voicemail and you're like, please don't play this on air. I just wanted to reach out. You know, I I really want to connect with you. And I recently dropped a poll on my Instagram stories saying, you know, if you've ever wanted to be a makeup artist, what has been one of your biggest, you know, what's holding you back essentially. And a lot of people were like, I'm afraid I'm not going to be good enough. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to cut it. And I just want to let you know, you are. I believe in you. And like we talked about, the first step is sometimes or always, it's always the hardest step. And you're gonna maybe suck at it at first. Maybe you won't. But either way, everything that we do, there are challenges in our our road, in our way. And think back to something that you, whatever you're doing now, whether it's in your personal life, a hobby, a career, think of where you started. Think of how you felt when you started, how nervous you probably were, and how you wanted to succeed, but you were, you know, maybe a little trepidatious. Maybe you were like, I'm not sure if I can. And you did. You made it this far. You're now doing the thing that you're doing in your life. Now imagine if that was whatever your dream is. Imagine that's being a makeup artist. Imagine that's being a photographer. Imagine that's being a writer. You know, I have always dreamed of being a writer. I've always dreamed of being a professional artist and knowing that my art and the message that I have to say and the things that I want to put out into the world aren't defined by just one medium. So Every single day is me fighting with imposter syndrome, with my inner bully, with this belief that or this attitude or these thoughts of, oh, yeah, I'm not good enough. Oh, I mean, there's so much of this out in the world. Like, do I really need to add another voice? I'm here to tell you if you have those same thoughts. Yes, your voice is needed. Your art is needed. Your contribution into the world is needed. There will always be space for you because... You are the only one of you. There exists only one of you. Even if you're an identical twin, I guarantee you, you are still a unique, beautiful being that has a unique, beautiful message or contribution to make into the world, or even just in your immediate circle, whatever the case may be. But I believe in you. I hope that over time you'll believe in yourself. But again, if there's anything you ever need, just reach out. All right. That is it from me this week. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation and I will see you back here or I will, well, I'll see those of you on YouTube for the video episode, but I will talk to you all next week on a new episode. I hope you'll be here. I know I will. And if you have any questions in the meantime, or, you know, requests on things you want me to talk about, questions you want me to answer, products you want me to review, whatever the case may be, you just let me know, reach out to me at MUAC or 877 the MUAC. I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Give me that microphone.